TJ, what is up, man? Good to have you here. Madam, I always wondered how to pronounce this. Uh, Madam Uyselim. Hi. Thanks for following the page. Thanks for joining the live. Ahmed Ani. Kogi Naidu. Renal Pukri. What's happening? So today's topic is important one. Sometimes a topic that uh, gets put off. And not sometimes, 70% of the time, funny enough. And I'm sure those stats have gone even higher since, right? FYI, Muller Furi, who just followed, join us live if, uh, well, obviously he's not here, right? I don't know what's happening, Fenter. Good to have you guys here. So, inheritance wills, the topic of today is what happens if you pass away without a will, something that's on everyone's minds, and questions. This topic, it's fairly simple, but I say this especially knowing and seeing a lot of cases that are unique and whether you pass away with a will or without a will uh, it has to follow the processes and in setting it up there's a lot of frustration that i've heard around from everybody uh, that uh, discusses these things in fact earlier today i tell you a story earlier today i had this conversation i phoned a random person that uh, I believe asked for something on the site and um, we ended up, it, 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 for those of you that have received calls from me in terms of uh, registering for something on the site, whether it's insurance and investments or joining the masterclass waitlist, I try to get to as many as I can and I'll catch up at some point and I'm looking forward to speaking to you but uh, today's conversation was very interesting random person and we ended up talking about wills. She mentioned that her younger brother passed away due to COVID and tying up that estate was or is currently one of the biggest missions and she's trying to do it all by herself. She had to leave her professional practice in order to take over her little brother's business and 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 uh, questions around what happens if you pass away without a will. So and then what happens in setting up a will? Any questions as we go through this live Drop them, feel free to DM me if you're watching this afterwards. And uh, perhaps we can sort that out. Because really what a lot of people need is a bit of guidance. A little bit of uh, advice, I suppose, when it comes to, not legally advice, and we've been through this before if you follow every Monday. But how do you structure it and minimize mistakes? So I've compiled a lot. Get prepared if this is a topic that's interesting to you. Ideally, it should be interesting to everybody, right? In terms of... Uh, <laughs> when you're 16, let's start there. You are legally allowed to write a will. If you have assets over, I think it's 100,000 Rand or 150,000 Rand, you should have a will, right? And so if you don't have a will, let's start there, which is the topic of the video. This part is fairly straightforward and I've left a lot of notes for people who have questions and I'll keep going if we see some engagement here on this uh, live and go in detail because I've spent the afternoon prepping for this in between uh, a lot of work that we are doing. Such an important thing. So thanks everyone for being here. Ismail Ahmad Femfit, I say Ryan Dabbs, well up, welcome. And um, let's get straight into it, right? One of the most important things a person needs to think about is death, right? We know there's many benefits to it on the channel, in the Estate 101 um, course, in the Free Money School, 
you'll get an idea of, of these things, right? And uh, it's, it's really simple. But if you pass away without a will, it's, it's also fairly simple. Basically, if you don't have a will, if you pass away according to this country, there's a set of cut and paste guidelines of how you should deal with that will, uh, with your estate, the person that passed away, and you pass away whatever you left with is called your estate. And that has to be distributed according to the law of the land, which is called interstate succession, according to the act, right? It's called interstate succession. I mean, if you find that stuff interesting, let me know when I go definitions, but we're having a proper conversation, right? So how does it work out? We've got to visualize a situation, right? What is when there's always different situations that one might find themselves in. You can pass away leaving a spouse and children. You could pass away being single. You could pass away um, married in community of property, right? So maybe these things are starting to jog your guys' thoughts. You could pass away without children, but married. And so let's start with the notes, right? What happens if the person that passed away, who's the deceased, right, has... A spouse and children. Well, according to the law of dying without will, interstate, remember that term, I'll keep repeating myself, right? Then basically the spouse and children, biological, biological, will inherit. And the term they use is called a child share. I don't know if you can hear the kids going mad, but uh, yeah, when do they not? <laughs> so it's just a matter of time before one of them runs in here, right? Um, there's a term called a child's share. So here's one rule of thumb. If somebody passed away without a will and left, is left by a surviving spouse, some spouse and some children, the spouse gets a child's share, which is basically um, if the value of the estate uh, divided equally between the spouse, all the children plus the spouse, or a minimum, whichever one's a maximum, the highest one of that division, the highest number, or a minimum of 250,000, right? So once a spouse gets 250 or a child share, which is equal division between the surviving children and the spouse, then uh, the rest of that after the spouse's share gets equally distributed between the remaining children. Now, technicalities aside, it's pretty much a problem. Right, and, and the whole point of passing over without a will, the whole point of this live, if you've never heard it before, or this is a nice refresher, or, you have, or if you haven't considered it before, is not having a will causes proper problems. Right? Let's take an example of one of those problems. All well and good, but what happens if, let's start with an obvious one, your children are minors. Right? This is something that you, <laughs> if you pass away your children are minors, guess who takes control of the money? the Guardian's Fund. What is the Guardian's Fund? It's government-related management of that amount of money for your children. Do you want that? Probably not. Is it administrative and a pain in the ass? Yes. It's, it's, it's a mission, right? And so, I mean, think about it logically, right? If you have a property worth a million rand, you pass away without a wool, that property, remember we talked about child shares, it's nice to imagine it when there's money, but if there's just a property, then everybody gets a share. Now, what happens if you're the spouse, the remaining spouse wants to sell the property? Guess who needs to give permission? Child's a minor, they can't sign off on anything. Government has to get involved and start helping you or signing off your process to selling a property. Yeah, it's chaos, right? So I'll leave you to think about that, right? Because the whole point of this is to get you guys to find 
the emotion in you to sort out a wall. Now, before we continue, it's on the website. If you haven't seen the site yet, mymoneytalks.ca.za and you go to resources and you can fill out a form and get yourself a free wall. We've set up an entire process, part of which I was explaining to the person that I spoke to earlier today. And um, yeah, everybody seems to be enjoying the process. So drop your details, go check that out and sort out your will. Now, marriages, let's say you, you, you pass away without a will with an example um, of communicative property, right? So I don't know if you guys are familiar, ask questions again if you're unfamiliar, but there's things called marital regimes. You can be married either in community of property, which basically means you and your partner or your spouse um, get married and everything you own before the marriage, during the marriage and continually moving forward is 50-50, right? Then you get anti-nuptial contract, what's yours is yours, what's hers is hers, and uh, you get anti-nuptial contract with accrual, meaning what was yours before the marriage, each respectively, is yours. What you guys accumulate within the marriage is now 50-50. So what happens if you pass away, to give an example, when it's 50-50 share, right? And you die without a will, Basically, okay, thanks for the heart, guys. <laughs> Basically, the remaining spouse's assets is theirs, 50%, right? And thereafter, your 50% of the person, yours meaning the person who passed away, is distributed according to that law, the child's share and everything we described, right? Um, when married spouses don't have children, one of the spouses die, the surviving spouse will inherit the entire estate, right? So the deceased parents, brothers, sisters, siblings, etc. will inherit nothing. Another problem, because maybe you felt like leaving something, right? And uh, we all know that life is not a straight line. And uh, we all know that marriages require hard work and perhaps a large amount of partnerships aren't always perfectly set out, right? And then welcome to the word family politics. Everybody has them, right? Uh, Renal Pukri, I mean, government is terrible. I, I suppose, you know, we talk about politics, but essentially I suppose they mean well, right? And we'll leave it at that. Otherwise, we won't get through the rest of this life. Um, let's say here, when, the, when only children survive, so both parents pass away, children will inherit the entire estate equally, right? So the child share rule is only... Uh, specific to the spouse and child share just means equally de equally divisible, right? When somebody dies without spouse or children, this is interesting, according to interstate succession laws, it follows this path of different shares to everybody they can find pretty much. If your parents are still alive, each one will inherit half of the estate. If one parent is alive, uh, the, the, the dead parents' children or grandchildren will inherit in the place of their parent, and that's the split 50-50. So it becomes this very intricate diagram that you have obviously, obviously don't have any control over, right? When the deceased does not have a spouse, children, parents, or siblings, basically, what happens there is you die without a will, the closest blood relative of the deceased will inherit, right? Blood relative. So uncles, aunts, cousins, so on, it doesn't... Uh, it, it, it get, does get technical. So again, I'll wait for questions if you really want to go down that route. But basically, if you, uh, if you were to look at who haven't we considered right now illegitimate children, they do have a right to inherit from their father, right? 
uh, an adopted child can inherit from his uh, adoptive parents and their blood relatives. The child can't inherit from the natural parents and their blood relatives and they in turn cannot inherit from the child, right? And uh, now, right, let's, let's look at it. What, uh, show of hands actually, who has a will or who's recently done their will, who's considering doing a will, who said it to themselves and have gone a couple of weeks or a couple of months without actually putting it in place and why? That's a question I have to you all because it's a fairly simple process, right? Now I've covered what happens when you die without a will according to the needed written down guidelines. But what also happens, right? It gets a bit technical when you die without a, will, without a will and you don't and you have a business or you have additional assets, businesses, properties, etc., liabilities. Um, you, you don't have control over your wishes, right? The whole purpose of a will is to state your last wishes of who gets what and why, right? Um, another thing that's a huge thing when it comes to dying without a will is if we thought people who have a will pass away and it takes ages to tie up the estate, it takes even, uh, it's equally, um, takes even longer to tie up an estate of somebody who doesn't have a will, right? So you lose time. More often than not, I have seen and also vicariously heard of stories where, you know, the spouse is financially uneducated, right? Uh, maybe not even financially literate or de uh, in, uh, uh, the spouse is financially dependent, in which case they have no clue how things are run, more time is lost. Um, what, what actually happens, right, if you were to imagine you passing away today? Are your bank accounts, um, the, 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 does your spouse have the passwords to all of these things? Do they have access to all the stuff that you got going down, even if it might be stored on a folder in your phone? Do they have that password for that folder, you know, password locks, etc. Uh, admin time, effort and missions because accounts get frozen. Uh, anybody that would like to share their story here on somebody that passed away through this time and the issues that they've been having, all right? And it all comes down to, I'm not seeing questions from anyone here, right? And, and I've got a lot of information. And if I were to just continue reading down this, you know, how to choose the right executor, uh, the problems, additional costs in your estate, um, <laughs> I just would love to hear a story, some engagement from you guys to make this, this life a little bit deeper in, in its essence, right? So welcome to uh, Blush and Brush by Saoliha. <laughs> I've said that before. It's nice to read your title there, Fatima Said Patel. Uh, uh, Kupuka Kanile and the voice beyond the veil. Nice to have you guys here. Basically, the topic of today was what happens if you pass away without the will, and we've actually covered it in, in essence, right? And uh, I was just telling everybody without questions, without comments, uh, feedback. Do you have questions around wills, around how you set one up, uh, the, the right person to be the executor? Anything, please uh, ask, because we've technically covered the main topic and I've prepared a lot about wills here in the event anybody wants to ask uh, on these things. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's, it's an overwhelming feeling when we, when we think... Um, and consider the what-ifs in life, right? But the easiest thing 
that we can do is just do something, right? And not put it off until later. I said earlier where you can find the will uh, to get done on the site. Go check it out there, guys. Um, while I'm waiting for questions, because I'm adamant about this, uh, <laughs> uh, we actually have a request for somebody who wanted to join the video. Uh, let me know if you're still here in this live. But I want to share with you guys some personal cool news that's happening this week to take a break from the world's discussion until we have some questions, yeah? But uh, inshallah, God willing, my masterclass is releasing on Saturday at 0 hundred hours. Hope you guys are excited about it. There's a lot more prep happening to finalize the tech behind this thing, create the communities of discussion around all of these, around the masterclass. And um, just mad excited to see you guys. Uh, for those on the wait list, you guys are going to be receiving an email soon for the discount and information about that. And um, yeah, we have a question. Thank you, Mulafuri. How's the pro rata costing on a will calculated, the tax, etc.? We had this question when my dad passed away last year in August. Heavy days. Last year in August, how's the estate being tied up, right? And the will calculated. So, it's relative to where you are in the process, right? So, what you're referring to is not necessarily on the will, it's in the estate calculation, and that's a big factor on how you negotiated that with the executor and how that executor is currently distributing the estate according to estate calculation. So, Muller, maybe um, we can hone that down, and it talks to a lot about choosing an executor and their functions and the costs. But if you're talking about costs, um, I'll address those right now, right? We've got another question. Is it a good idea to invest in policies, insurance that require a monthly payment and which covers uh, and which covers all legal costs related to administering the will, such as capital legacy? Hmm. Right. It is a good idea. I mean, let's put it to you this way. One of the uh, Capital Legacy is actually the partner on the My Money Talks website. And I had this deep discussion today with somebody that's going through the experience and they found it very interesting, right? Because basically what, what Priya is referring to right here, guys, is a niche type of insurance policy that uh, doesn't, so traditionally life insurance, you pay an insurance company a premium and they give you money when you pass away, right? So you pay your premium, the life insurance he pays out. What Priya is referring to here is an insurance policy that you pay for monthly, and if you pass away, you don't get a payout. Rather, the company administering your estate or ex executing your estate and administering trusts, etc., according to your wishes and so on, all those costs involved in dying, uh, and you can even select a policy that covers estate duty, etc. Obviously, the premium goes up and um, that company basically absorbs the costs for you to pay a premium uh, to their insurance division. And obviously, they, that company needs to have the infrastructure, which Capital Legacy does. I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good addition, right, if it makes sense to you. What I found with that when exploring it is more often than not, the premiums are a lot cheaper. It, I don't believe it replaces life insurance. I believe there's a place for that. Uh, but if you think about the costs of passing away, traditionally, or let's say 
the, the two sides of the fence. You calculate the cost of you passing away and you add it to your life insurance. Life insurance then pays that portion as, as well as beneficiaries and however you set that up. Uh, to that portion goes into the state to cover all costs, etc. All goes to a beneficiary who then fronts the fronts the payment to cover the costs of dying. All right, or you have it in an insurance policy. If I remember correctly, they they're very cheap, right? In which case, from 70, 70 something rand a month, seventy eight rand, and uh, it's quite decent, right? So, good question, Priya. Uh, Muller, that's. <laughs> That's what you meant. Okay, now we're going to deep dive to your question, you know. Firstly, you mentioned your dad passed away, bro. I wish him the, at the highest stages in the good life after death, bro. It's, uh, it's one of my biggest fears. And uh, fortunately, I still have both my parents. And um, may they always be blessed with a long life, right? And healthy and happy life. And, uh, yeah, man, wishing you strength, man. I can only imagine what that's like, right? Uh, okay, I'm going to smile on the capital legacy question before we deep dive into executorship, right? Um, and costs of once you have a will set up, what, what are the nice things you can look out for, right? And to set up your will. Um, so here's that thing, capital uh, administers your estate for you, so in hindsight they're basically appointed as executors for you, just paying for the service, it's efficient, yeah, cool, nice, nice, correct, again, um, nicely tied up and summarized there, once again, what's important is one of the points here, when you are drafting your will, it's all a negotiation, right? And the reality is, the less attention you pay to this sort of a thing, especially a will, the more somebody's probably going to miss out or something's going to go wrong or there's going to be a delay in time uh, when the day comes because essentially, first things first when setting out a will, it's a practice that I do with clients um, and I used to do more and more often when I had a lot more clients uh, and actively was in the field is set up annually a discussion with your family once you've drafted your will to explain and, and not only annually, when things happen. Because a, a cuck part of dying without a will, or even, um, the, let's talk executive fees, right? It, it plays both a part, especially if you understand interstate succession that we discussed earlier. For those that joined, just rewatch the intro part of the live. We didn't take too long to cover that. But essentially, if you were to buy a property uh, and then you just passed away, Executor's fees are actually calculated on the total value, the gross value of the asset, and not assets minus liabilities. So you, let's say you bought a property for a million rand, uh, you bonded it, you've paid two months worth of repayments, you pass away. That is going into your estate, right? And executor's fees these days, to give you a blanket statement according to law before you negotiate, is 3.5% uh, excluding VAT, which is 4.025% of your estate. Then there's additional fees. Executors can still charge 6% on any incomes that are coming into the estate, um, uh, excluding that uh, of interest on that income. Man, it, it can get tied up if you don't um, have an understanding and negotiate while you're building your will and see how that is, uh, discuss it. That's what I mean by negotiate, right? So. Let's go to certain points here. Who can be an executor? Anyone can be an executor, by the way. I'm going to wait for questions because I wrote a lot about this and we had a question earlier on uh, passing away, 
right? And the costs involved in the estate. I'm actually going to go refresh there because it's not front of mind. Well, uh, um, okay, costing on the wall. So while I'm getting there, basically, to answer your question, perhaps this is the answer you're looking for, Muller, um, is they take all the assets in the estate that needs to be distributed. They exclude life insurance policies because anything with a beneficiary, right, an endowment which is under the Long-Term Insurance Act, which is an insurance product, even though it's an investment, all governed by that, anything with a beneficiary. Retirement annuities don't go into a state. They go straight to beneficiary. Life insurance, straight to a beneficiary. Group life, as long as there's a beneficiary attached, it goes straight, not dealt in the estate, shouldn't be calculated there. If you don't have a beneficiary on your group life covers and anything else, endowments, what happens is then it goes to your estate and welcome to the big fee. A big problem with life insurance, um, especially when it comes to I mean, you take out a life policy, you put, let's say, your spouse as a beneficiary or and kids or however you structure those beneficiaries, and you end up ceding the policy to the bank for a home loan. Now, let's say that home loan was one million rand again, right? And you took out the policy for one million rand, you figured, right, as I pay off the home loan, it will, uh, I'll keep my, 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 my wife and kids as beneficiary, don't afford it right now, you know, I'll take it up at a certain point and really look at this. This happens a lot, guys. Now you pass away. Home loan is worth, I don't know, 600,000 Rand. Uh, so outstanding is 600K. Life insurance policy ceded by the bank. Bank says we needed 600,000. Guess what happens to that 400,000 Rand? Straight into the estate executor, right? Doesn't go to beneficiary because the session supersedes the beneficiary. Keep this in mind and plan accordingly. Uh, going down my notes. I wish I, I mean, yeah. Costs. So let me explain that 6%. Executives receive 6% of the income accrued and collected from the date that you die to the date of distribution of assets to your heirs, right? So in the estate is starting to earn income. Maybe there's businesses or um, other incomes coming to the estate while it's being tied up. That 6% excluding that uh, is a charge that you can face, right? So coming back to the structural, you have this estate liquidity account. The executors compile all these things together and um, understand the will and how it should be distributed. But guess who comes first is SARS. So tax comes first and uh, obviously fees uh, come second, which is executors fees um, and, and a whole lot. Basically on average, I think it costs about 120,000 to die, right? Or 80,000, somewhere between there. I had that number, a lot of information, it's somewhere. Um, but it's not cheap to pass away, right? So liquidity is a big, uh, big point here. But go, going back to how they calculated it, how they do calculate it, is they then go through it. And if there is no liquidity, then you've got to um, pay the outstanding amount. They also add their total fee, which we, we discussed there. How they break it down is everything they can um, ex execute for you. Um, then they take that percentage and that should be in the will. When drafting your guys' wills, you absolutely can state things like, I agree to this cost of X amount percent as long as my value of the estate when I pass away, you can put this in writing in your will, is the equivalent of what it is today, give or take, 
right? Because what tends to happen, you do your wool when you're young, you're not worth a lot. Next thing you hit the jackpot, your business starts operating. You, you just like set up your wool nicely, especially people that are single, don't get married, don't have kids, uh, tend to believe that their wools are okay. But that fee is a percentage of total worth. Keep this in mind, right? And you're well in your rights to negotiate. Um, going down. Um, here's some costs in addition to the executor's fees, right? Uh, a few other costs can be taken into account when calculating whether uh, whether you have enough liquidity. Um, if you have a question to ask guys on, I have this, this and this, how should I calculate my stuff? That's called a state planning strategy. It's not the topic of today, so it's not forefront in mind, so ask, right? I'm not going to go down that route unless you ask. Um, master's fees, right? So master's fees are determined on the gross value of the estate, right? The fee for estate's worth more than 15,000 rand, but less than 17,000 rand. So this is like you don't have much. There's still a fee, it's 42 rand, right? Thereafter, it kind of works up to a fee of 600 rand. So master's fees is a small line item. Advertising, um, calling for debtors and creditors to come forward, giving notice that liquidation and distribution account is open for inspection, postage, transfer costs, fixed property, right? Now, transfer costs and fixed property to your heirs doesn't attract transfer duty. Um, but I mean, if uh, somebody wants to buy the property in a state that does have a state duty out of interest sake, uh, otherwise normal conveyancing costs to transfer the property are payable, right? Uh, bond cancellation, this is an interesting one. There's a property in the estate, right? You passed away and um, a lot of people believe that you know, if you were, you know, if if the property is jointly owned, basically I'll give you the solution here, then you don't actually have to cancel the bond. Not a lot of people know this, but that's something interesting to note. Otherwise, you know, if you cancel the bond, you've got to pay that bond cancellation fee. Somebody told me the other day those things have gone high, like six to eight grand, right? Um, confirm if you've seen it. I haven't sold the property recently. Um, penalty interest. This is something interesting, right? And this talks to that whole thing that when we sit down as a family and discuss how, who gets what, etc., the most important thing, uh, especially through this exercise of drafting your will and having a chat with your family regularly, is about your family basically become, being on the same page. They know what needs to happen. Uh, because here, here's something called penalty interest, and that's just based on the cancellation of penalty fee uh, based on your monthly debit orders, remember you pass away, debit orders continue to go along. Uh, what, what's going to happen? Yes, you have to notify the, the, the master of the high court of the, the debt. You take the will and register it and log it. And essentially, like through all this missions and like sadness and all the cuck that, that happens, that confusion, just like who deals with the admin, right? And banks charge on bonds a penalty um, if you don't give notice to cancel the bond for uh, the penalties charged pro rata up to three months, right? So if one, if notice of one month is given, you pay two months of interest charge and so on, because if you can't afford it, you can't afford it, right? And there's a fee that comes with it, right? When you have an executor, it's the executor's duty. Now, this is a point, and I've written a lot about it. It just didn't go according to how I thought this will play out. It was more like I was writing uh, an article. <laughs> I don't feel like reading an article, article style. But you'll get the point of this. An executor just needs to do their job, right? You need to 
have trust in the person. They need to be reliable. When you are nominating executor, you can nominate family. That's fine. But do they know what it is? Would they have time if the event happens? Are they even in this country? Are you planning to immigrate? You need to think about these things, right? But any executor that's a fiduciary executor, somebody that's doing this professionally, right? And you're paying for it, right? Um, they should. They should notify the bank in time. And if they don't, it's an interesting point, then it's seen as a breach of their fiduciary responsibility. So like... Uh, questions that you may not have forefront in mind, but it is possible you can change an executor by appe appealing to uh, through the process to the master of the high court. If you feel like you have somebody that's delaying your whole estate, uh, it is a process, but hey, it's at least some recourse. You can't just rely on complaining to them and following up with them, right? Don't know if you guys have uh, had experiences with regards to this. Just a second question. My mum now nominated yourself and your brother as her executors. Where can I get information on what and how something like a how-to guide that one can download or, uh, or course? Cool. My Money Talks website. Go there. It's in the link, right? You go to resources and uh, we have something called a book of life, right? Number one. For those that are watching, if you don't have this, you need it. Go there, download it for free. Um, and uh, it's a template. It's basically we compile the book with headlines or call it uh, dividers, there are things that you need to have prepared in your death file. We call it Book of Life. Got the idea some, from some friends, uh, old friends of mine, CAs, and uh, they call it Book of Life, a good meaning to it, a good intention to it. And uh, it's a list of everything from bank accounts, cell phone details, logins, uh, to Instagram passwords, literally everything about your life that you need to compile, marriage certificates, death certificates, ID copies, gun licensings, etc. And you compile it in one place because that file is the single thing that will save everybody time, is everything that you own. And, and access to it and understanding of what and how and you're welcome to write your own notes all in one place so you can download that as an executor if your mom has nominated you and your brother you might as well start getting all of these things prepared in one place so you can make the process easy brother like this is it's it's key it's absolutely key right um let me go back here and go to these notes Right, but uh, basically evaluations, another cost beneficiaries are minors uh, or their state, is due, state duty, definitely something to consider in your calculation because that's the tax. So after you've got your whole estate and uh, you've minus your, everybody has this abatement of three and a half million. Uh, if you want to, um, like firstly, this is interesting. You can bypass the state duty or, or delay it if you leave everything as a deduction to uh, everything to your wife. You leave anything outside to your spouse agreement, it is now um, forms part of dutiable estate. But basically on a net estate calculation, everything you're worth, long calculation, fairly long, complicated to explain, but you will be charged tax on a net estate, 20% um, on anything less than 30 million and 25% anything over 30 million. So keep that in mind, all of these add to the costs of you passing away but uh, essentially pick a good executor yes you and your brother can be an executor um, well this is something interesting though you need to keep this in mind and start learning which is a great thing that you suggested here start downloading something get in touch maybe book a session with one of the coaches and uh, 
just like estate 101, like just kind of learn about the process, right? Once you have your book of life, the death file, all prepared, uh, you, you have access to these things. The first thing you need to do is uh, file the death certificate and, and get the will uh, approved and filed at the master of the high courts. They give you, um, you know, they, they will, it's a process there, but basically they'll tell you if, if the estate is larger than 125,000, if I remember correctly, you may be recommended to use a professional, somebody that knows what's going down, but you have every right, if you know what's going on, to suggest to them and get approval to them to act as executor and tie it up yourself. And really, it's a logical process, right? You just need to uh, settle the estate calculation. That's where you might want to use the services of a professional to work that out and as and, and work out and negotiate a fee that you'd pay them without them, according to the will, needing to pay any number, which some people might argue is a better way of doing it. It is a more admin intensive way, but you probably save a lot more cost managing this process yourself. Because if there's like real specific calculation work to do, it's worthwhile hiring someone. But if you know what's going down and you've worked that out while mum is alive and everything runs smoothly there, then you could very easily tie this estate up yourself. So start learning now. Great question. Um, we'll go there after the live event. Appreciate it, man. If you need anything, thanks for that little brief chat that we had um, before this live. I appreciate you joining the live, man. And, uh, you know, ask questions, but we're all here to help, especially on the, on the site. Uh, cool thing that's, I mean, I'm sorry, team, if you guys are listening, but I'm just so excited about this masterclass. The <laughs> I'm spilling some beans here, but everybody that purchases the masterclass and goes online and starts learning, there's also community and forums that we've created um, after. You know, maybe you want to revisit and, and resource, because I created that masterclass from zero to hero, everything out of here in a structured, fully immersive video experience. Join the waitlist if you haven't to check out who's, and then maybe you get that discount that's happening over there. Um, just get information as we lead up to the launch on Saturday at zero hundred hours. Um, thanks to everyone on the waitlist so far, and I'm excited to participate with you guys further after you've completed the masterclass in the forums and communities around all sorts of topics. It's uh, this is going to be cool, man. So yeah, guys, uh, you know, look at look. Look at terms called F FISA. I mean, these are, are kind of pointless because I've just got a load of information here and we have uh, a few questions. What happens to the balance of a bond that's cancelled due to death? Do they get paid out in full from the estate? Okay, maybe I'm not uh, understanding that question. What happens to the balance of a bond that's cancelled due to health? Right? So you cancel a bond... Uh, due to no, sorry, man, due to death, right? They paid out from the full from the full estate. It depends who. So die without a will, get paid out accordingly, uh, according to interstate succession, which we covered earlier on. If there is, then uh, you know either you have a choice, right? Bank's going to want you to settle the bond balance. Is there liquidity in the estate to settle, or what decision are you going to make, and who's going to fund it? So essentially. Somebody's got to pay the balance or you have a property that's being sold but not bought and it's halfway paid. And so it depends who's nominated to, to, to get there. Essentially, the executor will host a meeting in that situation. If you have a good executor and they'll talk you through potential options, maybe we can find buyers 
etc etc and we go according to whether there was a will or not um, how that's going to play out in terms of what forms part of the estate if there's a life insurance policy it settles it etc right so whoever gets paid out is accordance to the will and again hope that answer your question unless you have a specific question right Nafisa Lunar what is happening if I wasn't clear on that one uh, blush and brush uh, please ask again right I'm, I'm, I'm hazy here while looking at all this information um, right other things to consider right uh, transfer utilities accounts such as telecom water electricity you kind of, especially when selling a property, to your to your question over there, you got to think about how and those accounts need to be paid three months in advance. You got to make arrangements to pay those, and uh, and and you look at other things like bank accounts, debit orders, TV subscription, armed response service, all of these things, guys. One of the the biggest things to start that discussion in your households, and if there is a takeaway behind all of this, right? Um, it has to be that good practice, right? Because sometimes you have, here's a section, overseas, what happens to overseas assets? I haven't seen questions over here, but essentially you, you, you know, long story short, because we don't have questions, is, hey Dave, what's happening? Thanks for the high five. <laughs> um, the short story of it, the ideal way, one of the, uh, the, the easiest solutions is to have a different rule for each jurisdiction. So you have assets in the UK, you've got to have a rule there with an executor there. Because, long story short, you want uh, a foreign jurisdiction uh, to deal with those assets according to their laws. Because they don't work on South African laws and your South African executor may not have authority to act in which case you've got a problem. Also, if your South African executor does travel, they do have a claim, a reasonable claim, on the estate's fee. So do you pay for the travel? Um, look, another important thing, whether you're in cut now dealing with tying up, tying up estates um, or you're thinking about it, the master of the high court is actually quite a legend in the sense of you can always turn to them. You can always go to the master of the high court and like anything in life, when you're there in person, perhaps it happens a lot faster. Because, you know, one of the advantages, uh, Mr. Muller, if you're still here, you and your brother are executors, and if mum passes away, is you dealing with things yourself in person, going there and helping, is actually a lot faster than posting things, which a lot of firms do. They post stuff, and postage, I mean, we know what happens with postage in this country. So, Maybe another reason why there's delays, right? Important to have the discussion with the family or what needs to happen, to discuss that will in detail, talk about accounts, logins, etc. because it's reality, right? Provide enough liquidity when going through this process of planning your will. Think about how much money it would be to pay. Um, think about community or property, your your Islamic marriages, how you guys are married, Some, something interesting. If you are not married, but you are living together, Right, this you die without a will, by the way. Um, going back to the first part, yes, you guys are serious and, and stuff about life, but you're not included in that interstate uh, relationship, so keep that in mind, right? Especially for those that aren't married, right? Um, anyway, uh, there's also claims from uh, oh, but but again, no questions, very, very specific. There's a few sort of scenarios there. Maybe we can have questions come in after this live if people uh, don't have many more. 
and uh, plan a specific kind of session where we deal with uh, complications. But long story short, over here, guys, to tie this up, pick a good executor, um, ask as many questions, spend as much time as you are, uh, as you can, learning about this. Go check out the estate uh, um, course on the free money school. Speak to your family about everything, and most importantly, when setting up your will, speak in English. You're welcome to negotiate, you're welcome to discuss, you're welcome to understand the scope of work, how things happen. And I think a lot more companies should spend more time educating when they're trying to draft your will. Um, fortunately, when we're dealing with the people that we're dealing with here, when you go onto the site, into resources and request for your will done for free, the team is up to speed on everything that we stand for here. And you always have recourse, DM, WhatsApp, um, if you have my details, or drop me a mail if you're finding issues with setting up your will. And like anything, we broadcast it, right? This is another reality when it comes to the world today. And an advantage that you have is uh, if a company doing the will is not showing up, doing their job, Here's the reality, guys. You've got an audience here who's happy to share stories to help protect other people when setting up things like they will. And uh, everybody can learn from perhaps your bad experience or mistake. And we can get to the bottom of this together as a community and help people do the right thing so they can avoid pain, confusion, and, and loss when it comes to um, setting up a will. And hopefully people then get excited and it's an easier way for people to then draft their will and have it done and updated accordingly. So guys, thanks for being here. It was a very interesting erratic live in my experience, but in my uh, experience of this, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I covered all the points. Thank you guys for being here, guys. Go check out the site, spend some time, look out this week for a lot that's coming on the site and uh, I'll catch you guys next week. Have a lovely evening, guys. Thanks for joining Vinette, Nishan. Go check out the replay here and let me know your thoughts. Peace, love, and I'll catch you guys next week.